daily lectionary comments for Thursday of Easter 5. I'm going to look at Leviticus chapter 24, uh, where we have a blasphemer and his punishment and the rationale for that punishment. And we're going to look at Luke chapter 12, verse 54, when Jesus asks us uh, to understand the signs of the times. What does it mean that this kingdom is coming? What does it mean that he is here? Okay, Leviticus um, 24, 1 to 23, talks about the, um, the lamps that were in the holy place in the temple that were kept lit all night long, just kind of odd, because the, the priests were the only ones who could go into the, 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 the temple, inside actually the tent itself, um, but they didn't go in at night, so the purpose of the lights was not to give light to to the priests, it was there as a reminder that God is there, uh, and the oil was provided by the people, sort of a constant reminder uh, of of, uh, of God's blessings over His people, and also the the showbread was put there, the bread of the presence, one loaf for each of the twelve tribes of Israel was placed on a golden table there, also in in the uh, in the tabernacle. This was changed out once a week and it was food for the priests, but it was also provided, the, the, the loaves were provided by the people of Israel as their sort of perpetual offering to the Lord, reminding uh, him of, of, of their, that they are his people and their devotion to him. Now, so that's this is kind of a beautiful little something that's going on in the background at all times that you're not ordinarily going to be thinking much about but uh but the priests will be attending to this and the people will be mindful of it because they'll hear the word of the lord from leviticus once in a while and they'll know that their priests are doing what they're supposed to do and that god is in that uh is in that tabernacle ever mindful of his people now we get this very strange section that talks about blasphemy a person who blasphemes the name of the lord and and what all is is going on here um First off, uh, there's a distinction made, uh, whether you, I don't know whether you noticed it uh, or not, but there's a distinction made between somebody who curses God or somebody who blasphemes God's name. Verse 15 says, and speak to the people of Israel saying, whoever curses his God shall bear his sin. Whoever blasphemes the name of the Lord shall surely be put to death. So this fellow blasphemed the name of the Lord. What we're talking about is God's personal name. The name that he gave to his people to signify that he is their God and they are his people. It's not just the designation of God or the supreme being or something like that. It is the sacred name that God has given to his people for their use. It's the name that's behind the second commandment. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord. And the name of God stands for not just his personal name, Yahweh is what, how it would have been pronounced, but for the entire relationship that he has with his people and no others. And for all the deeds that he has done for his people and for all the attributes and qualities of being slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, forgiving of his people, all of this goes into that name. So what happens here is this, this guy blasphemes and he uses this precious name. He doesn't just uh, shake his fist at God generally, but he specifically uses this name. And the question was, what do we do with him? 
And if he had just shook his fist at the universe and blamed God for everybody, but had not used this name, then God says he shall bear his guilt. In other words, don't do anything to him. I'll take care of this. God is saying in a time and a place of my choosing in a way that I wish, uh, I'll make him pay for that. On the other hand, if he has publicly used my holy name and blasphemed using my holy name, that's a different matter, and that man shall be put to death. Now, what follows is this section on an eye for an eye. And it talks about how you punish somebody who commits a crime and or what you do with somebody who accidentally injures somebody else. And, and it goes through all of this. And you, and you may scratch your head and wonder why that's here. Why that's here is that this is sort of the legal justification for, for what has just been commanded by the Lord. So here's the idea. You think of eye for an eye. Some people think of eye for an eye as like it is a legal prescription. This is what you do. If somebody gouges out your eye, you must gouge out their eye. If, if somebody knocks your tooth out, their tooth must be knocked out. This is not a legal prescription. It is not saying what you must do. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth is rather a legal principle. And although some people consider this to be uh, very primitive, it's actually quite the opposite. What the principle is, is that the punishment shall fit the crime in its severity. So relatively lesser crimes should get a less severe punishment. Greater crimes should get a greater punishment. Um, it is unjust to punish a lesser crime with a much more severe uh, punishment. It is also unjust to punish a severe crime with a much less punishment. So that's the principle here. And the reason why it's articulated at this particular spot is that the Lord is making it clear just how serious of an offense blaspheming his holy name, which he has given to his own children for their use because he has become their savior and redeemer, that this is such a serious violation of his holiness that it is tantamount to murder. It's that kind of severity. And therefore, the man who does this shall, uh, shall be put to death. So all of this continues a, an ongoing discussion in Leviticus of holiness and how God's holiness is to be respected, even in this case, uh, very severely. Luke chapter 12, verse 54. Um, Yesterday's devotion, Jesus was warning his disciples about the nature of spiritual warfare and combat as the kingdom went forward, and that it would result in uh, division and as though fire is being cast on the earth. And then follows our reading today. And so Jesus talks about uh he says to his disciples and the others there, don't you understand the times that we're in? You interpret the weather, you interpret the seasons, but you can't interpret the times. And then he talks about settling with your accuser on the way. And this is very interesting because what he's saying is that the kingdom of God is coming forward. God is our accuser. And we have an opportunity now to settle with him. Settle now before unless you wait too long and end up before the judge and then you get thrown into jail and you won't get out until you pay the last penny 
Don't you understand the time? The time is to settle. The kingdom of God is coming forward, offering amnesty to anybody and everybody who comes to me. Then he talks about, in, in response to those who, who, who wondered whether those who on whom a tower had fallen had been under some special judgment of God. And, and Jesus uses that as an opportunity to say, look, I don't look at them as though they are somehow special sinners and, and God is their accuser, but not yours. Unless you repent, unless you settle with your accuser now while the opportunity is here, you also will perish just like them. So, uh, uh, and then he refers to uh, uh, the, the barren uh, fig tree and, and, and he says, uh, you know, this little parable about a tree that's not bearing any fruit. And so, uh, you know, it should it be cut down and this pleading for it uh, uh, by the, the, the uh, sort of gardener. Let's not cut it down. Let's let's fertilize it some more and give it another chance. And then if it doesn't bear fruit, then cut it down. Here, here's another aspect of the, these are the times. Your accuser is, is, is here. Settle with him now while you can. Um, and this accuser, it turns out, is somewhat patient. People are not settling with him necessarily, but he's not immediately destroying them. He's continuing to be patient with them. But the fact of the matter is, at some point, if you do not repent, you will perish. At some point... You are going to arrive before the judge. He's going to hand you over to the officer and the officer will put you in prison. At some point, the amnesty of the Lord will end. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the time of salvation. Make peace with our God uh, now while we can. Uh, don't you understand the time that it is, Jesus is saying? Don't you understand what it means that this kingdom is going forward?